<laughs> I, I love your girlfriend. I really want to be friends with her. <laughs> Amanda, you made a friend. <laughs> you made two friends, I should say. <laughs> Hello, and thank you for joining us once again for the Guardians MH podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. Goku, and with me today is my good friend Joe, uh, Matt. Hi. Nate. Hello. And Alan. Hiya. If you're joining us for the first time, uh, Guardians MH is a 501c3 nonprofit focused on promoting mental health awareness throughout the gaming community and with being a first step in assisting individuals with gathering meaningful resources in a safe and inclusive atmosphere. Our podcast is just another way to normalize talking about mental health and is a fusion between mental health topics and gaming. So for everyone not aware, the information presented in this podcast is of a general nature and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes. While many of the people here have some form of mental health training, they're not your mental health professional. This podcast is not a replacement for mental or physical care, or for the diagnosis of any mental health illness or condition. So tonight, please welcome our guests, Kirsten and Verena from Twisted Rival Games. Woohoo! Hey! Hi! Well, thank you for joining us. For you, it's tonight, I'm guessing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so could you please tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, what is Twisted Rival Games? First, uh, thanks for having us. And, oh, thank uh, you for joining. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, I'm Kerstin, um, and uh, I am together with Marina and Sandra, who can be here, founder of uh, Twisted Rumble Games. And uh, in general, we do serious games in a lighthearted fashion. That means like games with uh, serious topics uh, or complicated topics. And right now we're working on our first commercial game that's called Duru. And Duru is a game about mole rats and depression. And uh, maybe my role in the team is I'm mainly in charge of programming and writing and concept work. Hi, and I'm Verena, and I'm mainly there for all the arts and animation stuff. So casting scribbles and I create the art. Oh, nice. That's a good awesome. way of defining it. <laughs> that is. <laughs> Um, what what made you think of or want to kind of create a game like this? I just want to say we, we met in our game design studies in mm. Berlin, in our school. And um, afterwards, we worked for a little while or had our internships. And we had not that great experiences because we had to do stuff that we thought were unnecessary or wouldn't work that way. But we each had no say in it because we were just the interns or we just had to work for it. Mm. And casting was like, no, fuck this. I'm <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> I want to work on Joe, my own. I want to do my coat. own stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do my own stuff. And then she asked me if I wanted to, uh, to help her. And we worked together during our studies all the time and we have a good work combination. So I said, yeah, sure. Let's, let's be our own bosses and, 
Cassian had the idea actually for the first game. Yeah, but for both of us, it's uh, important to do meaningful games that uh, yeah are still entertaining, but also you can take something with you. Uh, and to to get to your <laughs> to your question, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> our our first game uh, like about uh, about depression that was um, yeah actually uh, kind of surprise as well because the concept for it uh, came came like a sudden idea, mm. but uh, I also wanted to make a game about depression for quite a while because I'm struggling with it myself and I know many people uh, in my circle of friends who oh. have it. And uh, I say, and, and the problem is nobody talks about it and I wanted to make it approachable or more approachable. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just seeing, um, just seeing like bits and pieces of the game, just looking at some of the stuff that you guys did. Um, the game one looks, I mean, and I'm really just kind of looking what I see on steam realistically. Um, it looks, first of all, it looks adorable. I don't know. Yeah, if that's, the, the art style I hope and that's not an offense. Looks, <laughs> looks great. I, I don't mean that offensively. I hope, but no, no, it's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the way that you say it, like you, you want to tackle serious issues in somewhat of a lighthearted and fun way. And your description of the game on Steam, I think, is fantastic. And I had it up, but it went away. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Um, I have it here. Okay, thank you. Well, because pretty much what's um, on the website. So. Uh, I'll just read what's there. So life inside the mole rat colony is simple, but not always easy. Thule is the strongest and most, uh, most certainly not the big, isn't the strongest and most certainly not the biggest of the mole rats, but she uses her wits and her agility to maneuver through the tunnels and look out for food. One day she meets Belle, an ominous six-legged creature that just decided to stick with her. Unsure mm. about its origin, and intentions, Thule doesn't know how to feel about her new companion that only she is able to see. Duru is a 2D puzzle platformer set in a West African-inspired mole rat colony. While solving puzzles with a somewhat unreliable companion, players follow the story of Thule, a story about the struggles with insecurity, darkness, and friendship. The focus on the game is on misunderstandings that can happen in everyday social situations with someone who suffers from this illness. It is for uh, those who want to learn about depression uh, but are afraid of the topic. It's also a game for players who are looking for a different approach to puzzle platformers due to the AI game mechanics and companion that works with and against players. I have to ask, how did you create this or i'm trying to phrase this question how did you create this ai to be unhelpful right because i think typically in game design and i i say that like i know what i'm talking about but i have no idea what i'm talking about when it comes to game design but typically games that i've played the ai is typically there to help you if it's on your team or if it's on your side typically the ai helps you you took that and created an ai that's unhelpful <laughs> what was it what was it like doing that because i'm watching like like little snippets of it and like i'd i'd want to hurt this creature because <laughs> it's undoing everything that i that i need to do 
which we'll get to it in a little bit is just an analogy for depression realistically, but mm-hmm. what came like, what made you come up with that type of idea? Um, there's, uh, uh, I think it's, it's the same phrase in English. Um, but, uh, depression is sometimes called like the, the dark dog or the black dog. Yeah. The black dog. Just, the black dog. Yeah. That follows, uh, follows you and you can't get rid of it. And it's just in your way. And uh, your AI companion is pretty much that. You can't get rid of it. You can't leave it behind. And it's just, it's just an annoyance. <laughs> but uh, the, the challenge was to make it annoying in a way you can work with it as a player. Because mm-hmm. obviously there's a, there are two layers. One is that the character has to deal with, with this creature. And then the player has to deal with this creature and uh yeah making those two work on a narrative uh, but also on a game design level is uh is difficult could only imagine <laughs> but when you mentioned that that black dog analogy so it's from uh who so the world health organization and they have a really good youtube video on it where uh, the person kind of goes through depression where this dog becomes so invasive in their lives that the dog is always there interfering with all of the aspects in their lives. And knowing that the dog can come back at a moment's notice where the person is no longer really fighting against it, but kind of working with it, having this understanding, but not always being so overwhelmed by it. And I think this is a really good concept, like Matt had mentioned, where generally the AI, an AI companion is there to, to help and support, where here you're not really sure if it's going to help or hinder you. I mean, when you play, you realize how he tries to manipulate you, so you can outsmart him in a way. So mm-hmm. what you also have to do, you have to learn how to live with your depression and uh <laughs> Yeah, try to outsmart it on a daily basis so you can get by. But the most important part is actually that the bear, the, the creature, is not seen by the others in the colony. And Tuli's behavior changes from that. And we want to show what other people might do, uh, which actually makes the depression worse. So by saying the wrong things or also... Um, going away from the person because they just think that she ignores So what are some of those mechanics in the game where it would make this AI companion work more against the player or make it worse? Um, uh, For example, we have environmental puzzles Mm -hmm. um, where you work with with levers or buttons and you can draw um, uh, objects into reality that's like... uh, the power of the main character. Um, she's an artist and she can draw these objects. And the creature has uh, the ability to manipulate the objects that you draw. Um, it can push them around and uh, it will uh, make it harder to make progress or it uh, simply eats them <laughs> and uh, okay. basically deletes what you do. And sometimes you have to solve a puzzle by making these behaviors, by using these behaviors to your advantage. For example, you can put something on a uh, on a button um, so that a door might open or s- something moves and you need it to move uh, at a certain point back 
so you can use these behaviors of the creature um, because you as a player, you can foresee what it will do. Okay. Um, and I like that analogy that you used where this creature can eat or take away some of the progress that you've made. A lot of the clients that I have had in my office and I still have um, often confront depression where they feel they're making progress and then they get hit by this invisible wall where they feel that all of the progress that they've made has just been taken away. But within the game, and what I say to them, it's you're not necessarily losing progress. You've kind of reached a point where you need to kind of sidestep, reevaluate, and continue moving forward. Yes. So I really so like that, that analogy. And I also like how you said, too, it gives you a plan. It gives you a need to strategize against it, which I think in, um, in terms of, of mental health and managing depression that's a key that's a key factor figuring out ways to uh overcome or work around it work with it um and sometimes how to just simply push through it as much as it's trying to hinder and uh and make your life not good Mm -hmm. (laughs) but being able to move forward and complete the puzzle or the task or the thing that you need to do against all odds um I also really like um, the phrase that you put here uh, and how you just explain the game. Um, uh, She collects food, meets with her friends, and paints the best pictures in the colony. All the while, nobody but her sees the dark creature that makes each of those activities a near unbeatable task. I think that is a fantastic analogy and description of depression, especially when we talk about stigma, too. Mm-hmm. nobody sees our depression nobody sees what's you know nobody sees the the six-legged creature that's behind <laughs> us making things a lot harder than maybe they should be so um i'm really just fanboying about this whole game realistically oh it's really Aww. fantastic <laughs> and, and utilizing this medium too with uh utilizing video games for this topic and subject with depression and how uh, depression can affect your, your daily activities and stuff like this. Like uh, I have it on the stream right now on loop, uh, the demo from the steam, Mm -hmm. seeing the character, the black dog pushing the food off the buttons and how it's affecting you as you play. And it's really great because it it helps to, it makes it more easy easy to digest as a gamer and somebody experiencing this can associate with it as well. Like, yeah, I made might... progress and then something happened. Exactly. Yeah. And it's so well done. And I really love the characters too. I mean, I, I don't think you could have crafted them any better than, than how they are. And I love the black dog. And when, uh, Dr. Goku here was talking about the World Health Organization, you know, with its representation and your representation here of it. it it's amazing. It's, it's perfect. And nobody else can see this, but it affects everything you do. <laughs> what you mentioned is, and I'm kind of seeing it on, on the loop here, where you're making progress. It's like, all right, I'm moving forward. Then you turn around and it's knocked the food off the button. And it's a good representation in life where even though you're trying to work through things at times, the world is unforeseeable at times where 
things can happen, things can go wrong. And within depression management or behavior activation, it's not always going to be perfect or go the way that you want to. Some days you will be able to accomplish all of the things that you have you want on your list. And on some days, if you can get off get out of bed and go to the couch, that's a good day. So recognizing that there will be these frustrations, there will be these hurdles, but it's continue that continuing that perseverance. Yeah. Yeah. What uh I, I don't think in the Steam trailer it's too much of is um, that uh, you can also see on a narrative level how the creature influences the thought and the perception of the main character. So um, whenever she uh, thinks about her accomplishment, you can see that there's a connection whenever the little creature is there uh, that worsens her image of her accomplishments or of her uh, yeah, self self-worth. So uh, the creature is not only being there in a game mechanic way, but also uh, it's it's a narrative element as well. I did kind of see that on one of the clips about she it showed Thule looking at a wall that she had painted yeah. a picture of where they were gathering food and she had nothing to show for it except for that picture. It's... Oh, I love this so yeah. far. I, I love all of yeah. this. I, I can't wait till the game comes out. <laughs> Why? I'm go uh, because uh, I work a lot with, um, and I've spoken with Dr. Bean on it, so what's called superhero therapy, and I'm getting certified within geek therapy as well, about using games, pop culture, these types of elements to help people better understand what it is they may be going through. Um One homework I gave to a, a client once uh, that was going through grief was having them play uh, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. Ooh. That's an amazing game. Ooh. Mm. Love that. It's an amazing game, but it really helps people understand mm -hmm. grief, loss, and kind of the process going through it. I feel this is just a game that I'll have in my toolbox. Oh, depression. We're working with geek therapy here. You try this game and see where it, it kind of leads it. Right. Yeah. Because I, I like it too, because uh, utilizing that it's easier to digest where, <laughs> but you said that uh, when you first with the conception of the game that you were affected by depression yourself, how much of your own personal experience was put into um the game itself like uh is there any like did you take any of what you were feeling kind of personally what you experienced with your depression and put it into the game as the character experiencing it as well um, does that make sense <laughs> yeah it, yeah. Make, it makes okay. perfect sense <laughs> I'm, i'm just thinking about it because i think subconsciously probably a lot but mm -hmm. also i i know that uh, how my depression um Would, would show itself changed over the years a lot. Um, and I um, sometimes not have the healthiest way to respond to it because I, uh, for the longest time, I tend to uh, do therapy through work 
so when I was feeling not well, I threw myself onto work and mm. uh, did that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe Tuli has some aspects of this as well, because her um, uh, her depression starts when she starts overworking, oddly yeah. enough. So, yeah, maybe maybe that's something I put <laughs> in there from myself. <laughs> The, the uh, overworking because, can yeah. come with burnout. Mm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And and for her, it's also um, uh, she is uh, not not too strong um, as the other mole rats, but she does her part, and she has these uh, special abilities that nobody else has. But she uh, at some point doesn't see anymore how special she is, and she only sees um, uh, the uh, parts of her that are flawed in her mind that she is quite small and she isn't too strong and she thinks she can't contribute enough um and this leads her down to the past to to bail to to the little black creature and uh yeah it um uh strengthens the thoughts uh but other than that mm. um i luckily enough i never had uh friends turning away from me um, but I know that happens quite often yeah. that um, because there is this misunderstanding and people can't say uh, or, or don't feel comfortable enough talking about the topic that, uh, yeah, there are um, misunderstandings about that. So uh, that's something that happens to her. And I noticed this behavior in a friend of mine and um they were like closing off and sometimes didn't respond. Um, and then at one point I got to know that it's they suffer from this uh, illness as well. And then it, it made sense. And this is something that I also display from my personal experience with uh, other people who have it um, with uh, how two of these friends behave. Mm. Yeah, unfortunately, depression... Uh one of the biggest symptoms and one of the biggest sometimes warning signs too of depression is isolation where Mm -hmm. we don't answer that phone, where we don't talk to people, where we kind of just really stay to ourselves. Um, And that creates sort of this negative feedback loop, which I know Dr. Goku talks about Mm -hmm. often. Um, I'm a broken record, (laughs) (laughs) but for good reasons, because it's a very true thing because once we start, not listening to everybody else and unfortunately listening to just what's in our head, which at the time is not good. Mm-hmm. It just feeds that feeling of depression and we constantly give it the way that I talk about it. We give it more power and it yeah. sort of takes over our life, unfortunately. Um, but with that being said, recognizing that symptom, recognizing that this is what I do when I'm depressed and not everybody has the same warning signs, but if we know our, our own, that's how we can yeah. fight against it. That's how we can um, move forward and try to fix, not fix it, excuse me, try to move towards a better way of living. What we also want with our game is actually, if you are, a, if you play the game that you realize I have a friend that is actually doing exact the same things as the main character does, maybe he really has a problem and then you realize how you should go to him or her and mm-hmm. 
ask if everything's okay. So it's not only for people with the illness itself, uh, themselves, it's actually also for the social uh, surroundings of them. Yeah, that's, that's great. Man, yeah, it's very important. Like the lot, you know, being able to recognize depression in someone else, um, it's, it's something we, we do over text and that's extremely difficult to do, but just, just seeing those signs and, and seeing when someone is reaching out because they're depressed, um, that takes skill. And so something like this is definitely good, um, training, right. Mm-hmm. So that you can yeah, recognize one thing that, symptoms and others. Yeah. Cause it's important to understand that oftentimes the most, uh, of the people that do suffer from depression do suffer from it in silence because depression in the U S is at such a high rate and, and everywhere in the world that at one point in their lives, about 6.7% of adult Americans will have at least one major depressive episode in a given year. Mm. That's not being depressed because being depressed and suffering from depression are, are two different, different things, mm-hmm. but a severe or one major depressive episode that is diagnosable. And to put it into numbers, that's about 16.2 million adults. That's a really high number just in the United States. Yeah. And that's just the United States. That's not, that's not, you know, global. Yeah. That's a high number anywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Joe, I think we were somebody in the chat. uh, Trial puddles. Trial puddles, actually. Um, Hi there. Est. Do you feel depression is an illness you learn to cope with or is an illness that you think can be cured? Personally, I feel it's not something that's cured. Um, There is no cure for depression. There is therapy. There is support. There is medication. If it gets to that point or if, if it's needed, um, there is no cure. I think the best way to describe it is it is something that you learn to adapt and cope and become resilient towards. Um, and that's through various skills. That's through various ways of processing it. Um, and I've been catching myself because a lot of times I used to say dealing with it. And I don't like that word because that has a negative connotation, I think, sometimes. So that's why you'll hear me like pause because I'm mindfully trying not to say that anymore. Um, but it, it's it's more so how are you going to move forward with this? And it's not a it's not a I I also have a hard time with that too when I just try to describe it to clients. This is not something that's going to be a shackle on you that you're going to keep dragging with you through life. That's why you partake in therapy. That's why you do the things to help take care of yourself because that, you know, huge boulder of a shackle becomes a little pebble every so often that we kind of just get to kick in front of us. Um, If you're like me, when I was a kid, I just used to kick them. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But it, it, um, that's really what it is in a sense. And I'm simplifying it, but that's, that's how, that's how I look at it. And it's a good way to look at it because depression, it's unfortunately, it's not something that just happens. There are certain things that 
can lead to someone being more depressed or like gaining a depression or developing depression just because of things that happen in the world. But there's also that aspect of genetic predisposition where you're kind of born with it for a lack of a better term. It hmm. doesn't mean that you're, you're, you're going to have it. You have just a higher likelihood of getting it. Mm-hmm. So there's no necessarily a cure for it, but a way to learning how to live with it, but living with it where it doesn't take over your life, where you yeah. regain control rather than the dog having control. As I say, with my big black dog over there, <laughs> you both touched on those points of depression, developing and coping and not letting it rule you. And that's exactly what Thule's going through. So the representation in the game is absolutely amazing, which brings it back around to the game is you did a wonderful job with this, with this project of yours. And it's, it's absolutely incredible what you've put together sorry i'm fanboying. thank you yeah no go on go on i was just gonna say this is turning into <laughs> your game we love you and we love everything that you're doing um my question more about the game i guess in a sense um why why a mole why a mole colony oh good question because <laughs> they're cute <laughs> well they're adorable they are, but I, I, you know, is it because they're just cute? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, we wanted to take away from uh, reality, actually. So we didn't want to portray okay. humans so no one gets stepped on their feet. Mm-hmm. Um, but we actually chose mole rat colony. So it's not a naked mole rat. It's a mole rat with fur. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, they're a lot cuter than the naked mole rats. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, no, I'm joking. Uh, they have actually, like like bees and ants, they have a colony where everyone has their own work, mm-hmm. own. Yeah, they have a job that they do. So it's kind of like the human world where everyone just has their own job and works yeah. in the colony. So that's why we chose them. No, I love it, and I mm-hmm. I love the brambles that come. When Thule is feeling, I'm, I'm taking it as it's a representation of the depression of being overwhelming to the character. And you'll start to see these brightly uh, like fluorescent pinkish purple brambles and stuff coming into the, um, uh, I don't want to say the skybox, but the background, you know, the environment. And you can see the character starting to feel overwhelmed and I, I I love that representation right there. That just, it brings it more around. I, I really can't wait to get my hands on this game. Well, that, that's actually because you have to take the depression with you and some mm-hmm. not as, it can't jump as far and as high as the character itself. So you always have to give him some rocks so he can jump down or up. And if he can't, so if you realize that he can't reach the um the main character he just starts raging like a baby and you have really to yeah Ooh, that that brings so many metaphors that i use in my class <laughs> <laughs> so without going too therapist onto this it's a reflection on expectations 
where people that do suffer from depression oftentimes have these cognitive dissonances with regards to their expectations as to where they were prior to uh, the start or uh, the worsening of their depression, mm -hmm. uh, where they feel I should be able or I need to be able, so those words or, or connotations, and kind of hitting that wall where they're trying their hardest, but the monster's not or the depression's not following. So it's not letting you accomplish the thing that you feel you should be doing prior. Yeah. Mm. So you have to work with the depression and working your way back up. It's, it goes, it goes back to the analogy. It's the shackle. It comes with yeah. you. It's going to follow you, but it's not. And I think what the one thing I think that this game is going to prove um, is that it doesn't, Sorry, I just got a phone call. Um, it doesn't. <laughs> it it's not going. It doesn't. It's not going to stop you from completing what you need to. You know, I was looking a little bit more um, towards the narrative side of this too. I love the chat. the The text bubbles. The chat bubbles. Oh my god! It's <laughs> no. It, it, it's perfect descriptions too of of depression and. You know, somebody could be telling us something so positive, and yet you got this little black dog behind you that's like, "Nah, they don't mean it. Nah, they 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 they're actually really angry with you. They're they're lying to you." And it's all the things that we think when we are depressed or when we're kind of going through mm -hmm. those types of feelings. Um, did mm -hmm. I mention I love this already? I think I said it more than <laughs> several once. times. <laughs> Same. I mean, I, th I think we all can relate with that that mm -hmm. right there because it's just so well done. And uh, are there any plans? Switch, thank you. Porting it to uh, Android or iOS. Um, we. So no, that's a whole other ecosystem. <laughs> yes. Ooh. Spoilers. Uh, or, <laughs> originally, we uh, we wanted to. But uh, looking at the gameplay, um, I think on phone it wouldn't work. Um, yeah, it's a little harder with a touch screen. You kind of have yeah, to play yeah. with a controller. On, on tablet, maybe, but uh, working on the game, <laughs> <laughs> working on the game, uh, and making it uh, like playable and as fun on uh, on your phone, uh, it would require a lot of work and. Uh, there's a lot of funds um, mm -hmm. and right now we don't have some but there may yeah. or maybe not a cooperation with the German association but mm. uh, we have no uh, no sure thing to say about that but uh, the ambition is there yes <laughs> we yeah. want to do it on phone <laughs> but okay. having it on switch I feel switch is that perfect blend of a full-fledged console with a controller but the portability of it. Yes. Because there are so many also, games that would just work so well on kind of the, the mobile version of the Switch. I'm thinking of the, the PS Plus game that just came out this month, well, for, for November, Hollow Knight. Uh, great game, but I think I, I, I want it on, on the PS4. It's going to be free, it, upgraded visuals, but the portability of the Switch just makes it that much better and it's also a family console so no mm -hmm. family plays with it and actually the grown-ups have more difficulty about understanding depression because for 
they didn't have that in that in their time. I'm sorry, but that, that's yeah. what my grandparents always say. Like it, it was there. <laughs> it was People there, but it wasn't diagnosed. Yeah, but, <laughs> but uh, what we also hope is that if the whole family looks at the game, or the children or the players start talking about, I had a game, and the character felt this in this way, and I can relate to that, and then start a topic and, and a conversation. So. That's why we also want the the switch because it's family friendly. <laughs> no, absolutely, and I think this game also too on Switch, but also on computer and any console really. But you're going to reach a much wider demographic, you know. Absolutely, I, I'm 30, but I play my Switch more than anything. But it, it's um, Animal Crossing, my favorite game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're going to get. A broader audience and i think a younger audience too that needs a game like this you know you need to have that uh you need to you need younger a younger demographic needs a game like this to understand and process depression you know you start talking about it at a not i don't want to say a younger but at an appropriate age it helps to shape a better definitely teenage years it helps to it helps Absolutely. to have a better understanding yeah 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 totally I mean, agree with that. My, my aunt is a teacher and she says it's actually pretty important to teach that already in school because a lot of school children already have the signs of depression mm-hmm. then don't talk about it and then the other children don't know what's wrong mm-hmm. and it is in every lifestyle it's it's a very important topic i guess yeah I was having a conversation with a colleague and I I primarily work with adolescents right now. And the big, the biggest thing we say is if coping skills or if breathing techniques or if minor things were started to be taught at a younger age, the improvement in adolescent years would just be phenomenal. You know, being able to start building that self-care and that ways to handle anxiety, it would just make their lives so much easier because for so many people the they grow up hearing that any form of mental health difficulty is bad so you shouldn't feel anxious you shouldn't be depressed or have these uh in increases in emotions but they're just normal and if we can normalize that we demystify it and people will seek help sooner when they do start feeling more depressed rather than kind of suffering in silence. Yeah. It's still perceived as, as weak and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. just so stupid. I mean, well, it's just I, agree. It, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it really is. Go ahead. Sure. Uh, I, I just have to be honest. I also grew up um, very shattered, I guess. Because I never thought about those mental illnesses. And when I met Kasten and we just had normal conversations and she opened up and said that she had problems, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, she, no, she was oh a bit God, more sensible than that. I mean, I was like, okay, so there are actually these problems. And I was um, flabbergasted that I didn't know about it. And so... Cassim is actually the expert on this in the game. And I, Sandra and me, sometimes we 
do little hiccups when we say stuff that shouldn't be said. <laughs> so um, that we are learning. So that's that's the ability. If you want to learn, that that's good. You want to help yeah. out. But also for me, it was when, when I was a teenager, I didn't know about it. And I like looking back, I know that's where it started. And I only uh, got help because I got at one point panic attacks, uh, which was one delightful way of my body telling me that something was wrong. And um, then uh, my uh, uh, my doctor said, hey, like like um, after me going to the hospital because I thought I was dying uh, with like uh, the breathing and the heart races. Um, And uh, he said, hey, that maybe maybe you should see a therapist and check those out. And I like, what? But it's like my body, not not my, my head that's doing like the weird stuff. And he said, yeah, no, you should do that. And for me, that was the eye opener because I didn't know that was possible. And after that, I, I yeah, uh, I got like breathing techniques and all of that. And yeah. uh, then I got treated for my depression as well. And then I did some research on my own and knowing all this stuff. And also when I talk with other people that also don't know about it, that's, yeah, it's, it's a bit sad and it's also a bit scary because there could be more people that like me had those problems that they think is from, from their physical health, but actually it's from their mental health. Yeah. Mental health affects physical health. Um, panic attacks can, you know, we don't always have to feel anxiety to think it's a panic attack. Panic attack comes in the form of uh, heartbeat, rapid heartbeat, um, deep breathing, um, shallow breathing, I should say, heartburn. Unfortunately, I'm a victim of that. Um, <laughs> chest pain in and of itself, too. <laughs> My microphone is very good, Amanda. <laughs> um yeah and yes <laughs> I, i love your girlfriend i really want to be friends with her <laughs> amanda you made a friend you made two friends i should say <laughs> um but yes no me and me and my wife we have um our own history when it comes to anxiety. I myself, very similar to what was said before, uh, thought I was having a heart attack at the age of 22, went to the hospital and the greatest doctor came up to me and said, it's not a heart attack. You're 22. You're having anxiety. And I, I live in New York. They're a little bit more blunt. Um, <laughs> and he said, go take care of it. And I was like, okay, I will doc. Thank you. <laughs> and same thing. My, my wife just kind of went through a lot of stuff too. And the cardiologist appointment, this appointment, that appointment, and everything was ruled out. And finally it's like, ah, it's 2020. It's a pandemic. It's anxiety. Okay. Um, but it does, it manifests in such different ways and it's good to know those signs, but it, yeah, it, it, it's good to also get it checked out and see the right people, be it a therapist, be it a psychiatrist, just to get it checked. Because unfortunately mental health, if it goes unchecked, will start to affect physical health at the same time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
They and go hand Joe, in hand. Joe, you can blame Amanda for those podcast edits. So yell at her. Don't yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not editing though. So those are staying. Oh no! <laughs> One's going to be an opener. Yes. <laughs> I made it. No. Uh. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of uh, Rayman origin vibes because that art style palette it is so good, and that animation style I feel just works so well. It's not overly complex; it drives home the message, and it works for for the gameplay. Yeah, I mean, it sounds cliche, but they, you know, they say a picture is worth a thousand words, and I can. I'm just looking through the press kit, and I'm I'm seeing some of the you know, picture bubbles here. And it's like, mm-hmm. you don't need a bunch of words telling you exactly what that means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. That's, that's the most fun part when uh, streamers and let's players uh, play the game and they basically do the dialogue <laughs> um, since there's only pictures and seeing how like most of them, they get the overall story, but they add their little details and their own viewpoints. And it's really fun to see it's really great. It's awesome. Also, it's it's it's, it's a it's a curse and a blessing at the same time, <laughs> because um, if you if you write it, um, then you always have to think, okay, how how will I depict the dialogue in a mm-hmm. picture so that you know what's going on? So, but yeah, it's it's fun. It's it's a pain. It's it's everything. <laughs> It's, yeah. it's game the, design, I guess. <laughs> it's game. The, yeah. the other upside is you don't have to deal with you know numerous translations and making sure you get that right. A picture is a picture. Yeah, it's, and and you yeah. don't have to to be able to read or write, so it's uh, it's yeah. very inclusive. Yep. Very true. Yeah. Have you been to um, any before COVID or anything? Uh, been to uh, conventions? Everything showing people your game and the studio and everything. Um, I don't know if you've made it to the States with the PAX conventions. Uh, no, we uh, did not reach the USA yet. We stayed in Germany for the past years. So we went to game, well, not Gamescom, the Defcom before. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, last year, the EGX, which is also in Berlin right Ooh. now. So, um, yeah, we were in the indie area. I very much look forward to seeing... Twisted Ramble getting more exposure and going forward. It's amazing seeing mental health coming into the gaming world and really making an impact with bringing that real, real life experiences that people deal with and cope with every day and having the characters depicted as well and go through it that way because it's it, it can be so related and it's just such a a unique and wonderful way to to deliver information and help encourage people to overcome and better themselves and understanding it's just it, it, the possibilities of it are endless with utilizing this this space and what you've done with for depression and this character and the story you tell is just amazing i mean with the insecurities depressions you know building the friendships and then just the depiction of how the little black dog monster is is depression and if 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 you don't you know pay attention to it 
it starts changing the environment and it starts affecting Thule even more. And it's just, it's so powerful. And I want to clap, but we're recording a podcast, so I can't. No. Um, I'm really looking forward to more people getting exposed to this. And I'm, I'm really eager to play it myself. I keep looking at it and I remember seeing something like, uh, it's like the end of this year, it was going to be like released. And then I saw it uh, yesterday. It was like spring. I was like, no, but there is avenues. Uh, What are some avenues that people can help support uh, Twisted Ramble and also Duru? Uh, You have a Kickstarter? We had. Had. Yeah, we had. But uh, it was successful, so... Um. Great. Good. <laughs> <Yeah>. That is good. <laughs> Congratulations. So, yeah. Thank you. So that was actually also part why uh, the game is now pushed back a little, because we did not anticipate that making a Kickstarter campaign would take so much time away, takes so much time away from the game. Mm. Um, and yes. we actually did it, I think, for two months. So it's like 60 days, I think. Yes, sixty days for a game, but um, we hoped that we could collaborate with organizations, and they need a little bit more time. That's why we um, had a, a longer time span. Perfect. That's absolutely perfect, and, and you know, take all the time you need with you know developing and everything, and with getting with the organizations, it's just going to make it that much better too. The medical side, you know, the professional sides overseeing it just makes you feel even more comfortable that this is being depicted correctly, mm-hmm. and you're going about it all the correct ways through the proper channels and everything to make sure it's right and that it's delivered perfectly to the gamer you know so that's that's amazing yeah two months pushing it back you know putting two months worth of work into it with the kickstarter getting all that uh support and everything for it and then pushing it back (laughs) congratulations that's fantastic yeah also not not gonna lie like the the pandemic situation is yeah oh yeah that's the best we're not having the mental health yeah no 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 yeah COVID didn't help much no no no. (laughs) um and uh and yeah i mean i'm I'm used to to sitting in a room with Rina and and uh, Sandra also some days of the week and uh, yeah I I miss that <laughs> I miss you Marina and I miss uh, working <laughs> in the same room with you um, and and things just get slower and it's uh, mm. I mean it's normal in this situation but also it's like uh, yeah it's it's frustrating uh, yeah it's frustrating. Yeah, and it's annoying it and yeah <laughs> yeah the the world was turned upside down and then you also the work the working world was turned upside down as well too <laughs> and i think it's uh so genuine because now my heart hurts how you said that <laughs> and you guys <laughs> miss each other like i know <laughs> because and, and also too you're a, it's a small team it's three of you right if yeah. i'm not mistaken okay yes so being for for how for however long being together in a room and working together and then one day it's like oh by the way you have to stay six feet away from each other or zoom it's like, <laughs> what, 
what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Where's my friend that I develop video games with? This is ridiculous. <laughs> um, but no, and it, take the time because it's it, it really is an awesome project. It's an awesome game. And video games are now, I think, turning towards storytelling. Mm. It's, um, it's more... Let's tell a story. Let's depict something. And you're taking it to a next level and continuing that discussion of mental health and continuing this fight against stigma. We're moving away from not talking about our depression and manning up and dealing with it to, no, let's have a conversation, but let's also play a really cool game at the same time. <laughs> and I what you it. mentioned there, Matt, it is so true where video games is an active form of entertainment compared to watching a movie that has been synonymous with storytelling, but it's, it's passive. You're watching something versus you making decisions and interacting with it. Yeah. And I mean, and I, if time you, you need to just look at stuff. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. It is their pace. And here you can just walk around and look at everything. You can soak it up. You can make the decisions. You can experience and feel the emotions rather than a movie you're just kind of along for the ride a game you're kind of processing through things a little bit differently yeah yeah uh, also um uh just not uh just a note on the on the narratives of the game in the colony live many different mole rats and mm -hmm. as we we uh heard earlier that like a lot of people have depression so in the colony, Tuli isn't the only one, and you can explore uh, the stories of the other Morrets, uh, you know, on your on your own pace if you like, and see which one you like and want to be friends with. And as you befriend other Morrets, you get to know them and their uh, little or big troubles. That's, That's awesome. absolutely amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My heart. Oh, I can't wait till this game comes out now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just requested my demo. <laughs> yeah yeah the, the demo the demo has a, a has a few technical issues especially with the ai uh, we're currently working on it and finally things are, are moving forward again um uh, but uh when the game comes out we will send you guys a copy so don't don't worry about it oh <laughs> thank you that. yeah thank you so much my heart can't take to, all but... of this <laughs> any, any way we can oh, help support absolutely um no we appreciate that what uh, just real brief before we uh move on uh, we don't have to worry about you know us turning into pumpkins it's the afternoon for us but uh, we don't want to keep you too too long but uh with with creating the game and everything what's the one message this is just a personal question for me that i want to ask what what's the message that you want to send to your players experiencing this game with the game you know what i mean does that make mm -hmm. sense yeah yeah i i think the uh one message that's uh important for me is uh to watch out for each other and to basically it's also as i said you you uh get to know other Morats and their problems. So it's maybe um, an exercise in being more empathetic towards each other. Mm. So um, learning this, listening to each other's and yeah, watching out for your friends and um, try to question their behaviors, even if they seem too close off, if to distance, if they distance themselves, socially distance themselves, uh, then um, 
ask. <laughs> they, if if there's really nothing to worry about, they will tell you. But most of the time, there is and nobody asks. So, yeah, watch out for each other. Love that. Thank yeah. you so much for answering that. Mm-hmm. That is just <laughs> perfect. Yeah, I also would, would actually just ramble away and say, just take care of each other. And in these trying times, just look out for the other and just check on your friends. Love it. And, yeah, given the state of the world, a lot of people feel that they can't speak out about what they're going through because everyone's going through this collective trauma of a pandemic. But it yeah. doesn't mean that we're not dealing with our own things. Yeah. doesn't mean that it's not important what you are feeling right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and one thing I, I learned uh, to do when I was, uh, uh, yeah, ha- having a friend uh, who has depression, um, send texts. It, it doesn't take too much of your time. And it's like you think about them and you let them know that you think about them. And sometimes they can't answer but that's fine. They appreciate it nonetheless. So just say hello, ask how they're doing, like share, share a little bit of your day. And yeah, I found that was very helpful to them. Very, very true. Hmm. So on those important notes, I think we can move on to kind of the next topic, which is what's going on in the world of gaming. Hmm. There's only a little bit of stuff going on, right? Well, there's what's the biggest thing is I, I what is it in about four or five days we are officially going to have uh, the new console releases in our hands. Well, at least some of yeah. us are. It's finally and happening. We, the next generation is right. upon us. We are going and, to see uh, the next consoles. <laughs> And the new uh, the the news organizations uh, like the IGNs, the the Game Spots have um have gotten their copies and they have i think the embargo has lifted at least for ps5 for the review mm-hmm. i thought they have seen a bunch too. of reviews yep because i thought i saw um perry i think is his name he was doing a review on it he got he got an xbox sent to him one of the new ones uh like a month ago or something like that because mm-hmm. i remember he posted it on his social media and i was like i hate you so much but I love you know, you. like tell me how it Foundry is. has done full teardowns and full frame rate, like frame rate checks on them and everything, and backwards compatibility comparisons between the old consoles. So yeah, everything is out there now, and now we're finally getting our hands on them, and everything's positive. Both, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty they're, much like high powered, like. <clears throat> more portable like gaming PCs like these things are these gaming consoles this is not the Super Nintendo that you know or Sega Genesis we grew up with like back in the day these things are like incredibly powerful machines that is probably you know more powerful than what I got sitting here on my desk yeah I mean like even even the negatives that are coming out are positive because it's like oh so it you know it only has uh, 12 and a half teraflops you know and, and in whatever the other console has more than that. And you're going 12 and a half, how 12 and a half teraflops is not bad. Right. It's more than even if it's people's graphics cards, even if it's worse yeah. than the other guy, it's still better than right. So everything is just, I, I'm yeah. excited. <laughs> like, and the, the people are, are, have been knocking on the size of the consoles because the, the PlayStation's tall and, and thin and the Xbox is a, a box. 
but you, you saw the, the mini fridge meme, right? Yeah, they're they're or big for a reason for the cooling because yeah, those things are just heat sinks. <sighs> yeah, Xbox legit built a mini fridge that looked like an Xbox Series X yeah, and was I saw uh, that. selling it. That was hilarious. Like they just leaned into it. They went, "Yeah, it it does kind of look like a fridge." Yeah, but those things, as the amount of power that they're going to be pushing <sighs> out, they're going to run hot, and yeah. they're running at like. 60 some degrees celsius that's nothing compared to pcs if you push a pc you're going in the 80s see right and still keep it quiet where it's not like that was the biggest complaint about the ps4 is as they wore on yeah they turned into jet engines you know they got more power yeah turn that on it was a jet engine (laughs) yep my my hope is with we all know that these next consoles and everything that comes out in the future are going to be, you know, absolutely, you know, beautiful and, you know, um, incredible machines is I really hope that eventually we get to a point where we start seeing these larger companies stepping away from the exclusives. That way you're not locking a player. I mean, I know everything that, you know, the reasons behind it Mm -hmm. and everything, but I really do believe that the games would still be in, they would still do just as well without the exclusives, you know, and just, I mean, we're starting to, to see more on that, but we're, yeah. we're starting to see more go with cross play and cross save. So now you can bring your game to every console and wherever you are and it, more, uh, in, you know, inclusive to just gamers as, as a whole, but, Agree to disagree. I mean, some people see that they like their exclusives and they'll pay $600 for that new console to play that new $75 game, or they'll still get the game, but it's going to be on a different console. You know what I mean? That's my only thing. Yeah. Unfortunately, the, the exclusives are, I guess the, uh, the catch up mechanic, if you, in this case, PlayStation, one of their stats falls behind the Xbox. It, yeah. That could be a death knell to them if they don't have something else to make up for it. It's a final fantasy, isn't it? Like the new final fantasy is a PlayStation exclusive or something like that. The new final, well, the final fantasy, fantasy, the new God of war, the new miles Morales. Right, right. Yeah. Right. But it, it's Sony's known for first party. Mm-hmm. Third party has been on the original PS4 versus the Xbox One. Sony was the the king of third party, where the Xbox One X was kind of took that crown back, where if you're playing third party games, it'll look better on the One X. But anything that was first party, it, it was Sony. We we all have a little bad taste in our mouth being, you know, kind of a primary primarily destiny community. The Sony exclusivity contract with them really didn't feel Sucked. good if you weren't on PlayStation. Yeah. Mm. So I I can understand why we're a little bit bitter about exclusivity. Mm. But yeah, in the long run, it's like they've got to do what they can to stay in business. Is those aspects I think should be taken away kind of the exclusive content within a third-party multi-platform yes. game. But, but having the first-party aspects, I, I don't feel it's that detrimental because you're funding, or that company's right. funding that particular game for that particular console. Yeah, because, I mean, no, you don't hear anyone complain about Forza. 
and that is a or Gran Microsoft, Turismo. right? Or yeah, exactly. And those are yeah. exclusives. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it's it's the you know the Final Fantasies. It's and again, like you said, the exclusive content. Um, I paid the same sixty bucks for a game, and you get ten percent more because you're on PlayStation. Well, it's like the uh, the Avengers game. Mm-hmm. If you're playing on PlayStation, you get Spider Man. If mm-hmm. you're playing anywhere else, too bad. <laughs> what was the one fighting game that had an exclusive character for each console? Uh, Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, they had Spawn. Link was on Xbox. Yeah. Yoda. Yep. And Darth that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, and you remember how many people were up in arms on that one? Like, <sighs> yeah, but they've been doing that forever, though. Right. That's that's just Soul Calibur's like thing that like they were the first like one of the first fighting uh, games that would just you know that brought like Yoda or somebody into it. You know, so it, don't you dare don't 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 talk about Yoda that way. Don't talk about. I can talk about Yoda. I'm not talking about the child. Don't. I see our guests over here just chuckling at us. Okay. Well, I I do have to ask. Have either of you two? Are you fans of Star Wars and the Mandalorian? Have you seen that show yet? I only see the memes. So <laughs> you haven't watched it. I'll give you my Disney Plus. You can <laughs> it, it is if you're a fan amazing. of Star Wars, Mandalorian is the best Star Wars I've probably ever um, seen. Oh I I, be, I believe that. But <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I like, watched yeah. the, the first Star Wars movies, but Everything after the god awful prequels. <laughs> Mandalorian will save it. Okay. <laughs> Indeed, it will. There's a lot of like throwbacks, but it's just so they're short little episodes. I mean, they're only like anywhere from like twenty to forty minutes long, but it's just a different perspective you'd never you you, you don't see in Star Wars, you know. But and, it's uh, made by John Favreau, which is right there. It saves it. <laughs> I don't know if any of you have seen the most recent episode, and uh, there's some nightmare yeah, I saw fuel it. in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. But and uh, I'm Favreau, leaving it at that. <laughs> Favreau is the person that kickstarted the MCU. Yeah, he did Iron Man. Yeah, he yeah, made Iron I Man. I still remember him as just an actor through like the 80s and 90s and everything. I remember like, him on Friends. Yeah. Right. And it's like yeah. John Favreau, like, yeah, I know this guy. He's like, you know, he's like your the buddy at the bar or your neighbor or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, yeah, I know him. And it's like you see what he's done, like in in that in those universes and cinematics, and it's like, no. John Warren is is made by him he he wrote it he directed it <laughs> yeah he did a great job he it's, he's very talented very talented and, and a great story uh story writer too he, or storyteller yeah uh, it's a great it. space western and i i know i might get flack for this even possibly better than firefly okay well was it was nice having you on today uh dr gochu <laughs> i know it's getting late in for a the atlantic <laughs> Uh, yeah, but anyone's I'm, interested. I'm um, I'm offended. <laughs> That's I, I love Firefly, but Mandalorian is just it's creeping up there. I'm a, no, you're you're not wrong. It, it is. It's very good. And I'm it about is to quit. <laughs> no. no, it is. He's like, it, no. <laughs> let, let me let me toss this question to to our guests here. Uh, what besides Duru? Are you looking forward to coming out on the the next gen consoles? 
Well, <laughs> um, the Switch is the only console I need. <laughs> yes. You want coming out for that. Yes. Uh, yeah, to, to be honest, when you create games all the time, you, I, mean, I stop playing games because you tend to analyze everything while mm. you play and it takes the fun out of it. Okay. But also, I was and always will be a Game Boy child. So I never had any console besides the Game Boy. So it's also the Switch for me. <laughs> this, is this is it. This is the yeah. greatest console. I'm sorry. Hot take. Hot take. I am not excited about the next-gen consoles. This is a hot take. I'm sorry. This is the. This is fantastic. And I think for when we talk about uh, exclus- exclusivity, Nintendo wins. Number one, yeah. but okay. also they have also opened up the door for other smaller indie developers to just jump on board. It's not yes. a exclusive process. It's not well. We'll review it and take a look. N- Nintendo's just like, nope. Here you go. Cool. Put it on our store. My my wife is next to me saying, "Well, Goose Game was an example of that." And yes, it was. Um, but uh, Nintendo's trying to get more because Nintendo's never really been known, other than from like the. Uh, NES or SNES days of having those indie titles or experimental titles where Nintendo has really been focused on first party Nintendo console uh, games. Well, the Mario's, so you, the Donkey Kong's, the, the Zelda's. Just real quick, uh, since we're on the Nintendo topic right here, mm-hmm. Amazon, I don't know if anybody has seen this, but this is, uh, I believe this is a global effort. Nintendo has teamed up with Amazon for their 35th anniversary celebration, and they are sending out at random Mario, Super Mario theme boxes. Now, yeah. these boxes aren't going to have your new pair of, you know, wool socks in them. Like, these boxes are being used and to ship out switches and mm-hmm. other goodies at random to people so keep an eye open i'm expecting that kind of dangerous a little bit uh they <laughs> I mean, did I... say they came out and said that like porch pirates are what they're yeah. being known mm-hmm. as um yeah. they are putting these boxes inside other boxes yeah. to kind of like shadow them a bit but their amazon is re- these are hitting local they're Amazon lockers. I don't know if you've seen them yet. I think it's a new concept. But there are lockers that are at um, various locations throughout mm-hmm. our city. Mm-hmm. If you don't feel comfortable having packages sent to you, if you're uh, out all the time, you're not home enough for packages and you don't want them left on your porch and you don't want to get stolen, you can have the option now to send your package to one of these Amazon lockers, and they send you this little code and everything, and you go to it, and they're all different size doors and everything. You go and you scan your code, and your door will, a random door will pop open, and there will be your package. So a little more safety in it uh, with that. It's like a P.O. box. Yeah, Yeah, we've we've actually had those for like three years here. I live uh, in the neighborhood of Cal State Northridge. And because mm-hmm. of the college communities, every liquor store and laundromat around the campus has these Amazon have had these Amazon lockers set up because you can't have anything delivered to the dorm, you know, without yeah, it. It'll either, disappear. It'll disappear, it'll disappear or yeah. well, or it'll be scrutinized by your uh, your RA there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anything you want, What's any contraband. What's in the box? Yeah, in the box? box. <laughs> it's so yeah. funny that the German like coffee? postal system has this already. 
<laughs> really? Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, this I'll is. Keep, I'm glad that I'm glad it's rolling out nationally. But, but actually, uh, in, in Germany, I don't know if it's like this in America. I mean, we we don't all have houses and porches. So if uh, the the mailman has a package, he just asks the neighbors to take it, and they say, "Yeah, sure," and then they give it to you when you ask them. So I don't know. <laughs> That's <laughs> I mean, good have, neighbors they in actually, Germany. They have I'm to sign you. that they took it. So yeah. okay. if you say, "Someone, where's my package?" Then the the, the then people know now. Hey, Brian, did I get anything in the mail today? <laughs> no. What's yeah, that? No. <laughs> no, you did not get your new PS4 or PS5. No. <laughs> what are houses going for in Germany? And can I come? <laughs> Ooh, did you see? I, I, this might be a TikTok thing or something. You can become a lord and a lady in Scotland. Have anybody seen this? They I know exactly what you're talking a about. One my, square foot. Yeah. yeah of land for like $50 US in Scotland and there's some loophole in their laws or bylaws that if you own any amount of land you can become a lord or lady of Scotland yep it's true we have we done it <laughs> so we know you what we have to do for Joe's birthday now right <laughs> yep my wife is big into that um uh, I can't remember the name of the show, but it's take it's a t- it takes place with a time travel in Scotland. Oh, oh, uh, and um, uh, she saw it and was like, "Hey, look at that!" and bought it. So, yeah, it's a real I, thing. I, I, I got my square show. foot of land through a uh, <laughs> uh, an exclusive bottle of scotch for one one of my birthdays. So, I, I guess I am <laughs> yeah. Lord Lord of You're, my dram of scotch, <laughs> Lord Nate Foo. <laughs> I was going to grab my wife and see if she could tell me the name of that show, but it's a really good show. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a very good book series. Was it a book first? It was Diana Gabaldon, I think. Ooh, I might have to get that. If it's on audiobook, I love audiobooks. That's that's <laughs> my jam. I, I spend most of my time like working like in the car or on the move, so I always <laughs> have an earbud in listening to a book. So I think you mean Outlander. Outlander! Yes, yeah. that's yes, what it is, yeah. Outlander. Uh, yeah, that's a good show. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, the books are pretty old, actually, so... I have I... to watch that now, and I also have to buy you... some land. <laughs> <laughs> you can get the books and enjoy them on your new land. No. Uh, <laughs> it's one square foot, so... Don't there are there are regions in Germany where you can buy a whole village for a couple of euros. So um, well, a, a couple of hundred thousand euros. So it's not like for ten euros you can buy. A yeah, but right. uh, it's but a, it's a whole village. Yeah, it's right, compared uh, to a house that but, you also buy for hundred thousands of euros. It's, right. Yeah, it's I was just gonna I was just gonna really? say it's still probably cheaper than a house here in New York. So yeah, <sighs> I mean yeah. houses in Germany aren't that. I mean, in the big cities, it's yeah. In Berlin, where we live, uh, if you want want a flat, you kind of have to, and a a decent flat, Mm. it's one million and up. So it's oh my god, it's nuts. (laughs) It it is is like in New York, then yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is the capital, and yeah, true. Yeah, Yeah. stupid enough ten years ago to not buy in Berlin now. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, probably, uh, probably just skyrocketed. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's what it sounds like. Well, we can literally sit here and chat all day. I yeah, know we, we will. Can. 
I thought that was the plan. Hopefully you will, yeah. But... <laughs> no. <laughs> They're busy. They have stuff to do. and you know, I, I cleared my busy that. Saturday schedule. I'm sorry, <laughs> man. It's not even noon here. I could keep going. <laughs> you know what? You're on the West Coast. You're literally the earliest person here. Like, I don't know. Football, I... It'll... Hmm? I have two brand new friends who want to play Nintendo Switch. So, like, give me friend codes. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll let you guys get to I'll that. I'll invite you in to minute. my village, like, in Animal Crossing. <laughs> like, we're good. Two. That's two. two. Well done, sir. Two. That's, That's two, two references Animal of Animal Crossing in the, the episode. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are on a roll. Um, no, but thank you both so much for coming on and chatting with us. Um, please uh, do us a favor and just tell everybody where they can uh, request their demo, where they can, you know, stay up to date and where to find you on your socials and everything. Okay. I, I, I guess I do it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah. You can basically all, all, all channels you can find on our website, which is uh, twisted uh, dash. It's a dash. The minus minus dash 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 yeah sorry um yeah at twisted-ramble.com um we have uh, like twitter instagram facebook all the usual things we have a discord so if you feel like chatting Ooh. with us a bit um Ooh. you can hop onto our discord um it's a shared discord so there are other other indie developers as well um when uh, we have a twitch stream um every uh, second monday so if you are free on monday uh what will it be this monday uh, noon <laughs> yeah for, for us it's evening oh, for you yeah, guys right. it's yeah so if, if you have nothing going on in your lunch break uh, <laughs> then yeah just, um <laughs> Stop by Listen it out to us ramble. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. about development. Yeah, that's what we do and, best. <laughs> <laughs> and what's going on. And uh, yeah, it's basically us keeping uh, you and uh, our our backers, especially, and everybody else who is interested in Warren's and depression up to date on the development process. Love that. Love that. We'll mm -hmm. actually, we'll, we'll tune into that and uh, we'll put an auto host on it. So every, every Monday afternoon, when you guys go live, we'll <laughs> share it on our channels as well. Um, Cause it's, it's so fantastic. And it's really, we really want to help support any way we can and can't thank you enough for coming on. And just so you know, you're probably going to get probably six new members in your discord server very shortly. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just you. posted the link in our chat. <laughs> Did you for the yeah. discord? Um, no, you put like six links in our in that chat. <laughs> I did. I but the, he got the, all the bases covered. Plus, yeah. uh, if you're listening for the audio uh, version of uh, the podcast, uh, just go into the show notes, uh, click in that, and you'll find all those uh, links as well listed there for uh, Twisted Rambles and more for their Discord server and also uh, Duru. You know, quick links for that as well. So, uh, thank you both so much for coming on with us. Uh, we can't thank you enough, and really uh, amazing, amazing job. And we can't wait for everything to come in the future. And we really look forward to future conversations too. <laughs> yes. Really, yeah. really you. had a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you very yeah, much for having us. We too. It was so lovely. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Absolutely. So can't wait to start awesome. playing the game. Yes. Just downloaded my demo, so I'm gonna hopefully try that tonight. 
I have so many things to do now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so excited. Awesome. And uh, you can find more of us, uh, Guardians MH, on our Twitter and socials. We have all the socials, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And uh, we also, if you want to contact us, you can feel free to reach out to us at our email at support at guardiansmh.org. Uh, you can listen to us on all your favorite uh, podcast apps and uh, leave us a review on iTunes and uh, Apple's uh, podcast. That would really help us and help the podcast grow. And yeah. if you would like, uh, you can join our Discord server as well. Uh, we have a verified server. It's a, a large peer support network where you can have access to mental health professionals and a safe and inclusive atmosphere. Toot our own <laughs> horn with the, the Discord. We just surpassed a thousand members. Yes. Woo. Yep. <laughs> and our RTS Joe. bot. Yep. It broke me. <laughs> Well, I'm sitting there. I, 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 this is going to be a little side tangent. We ramble a lot. I, I'm sitting there in the morning, in one morning, and I was very tired. I was up working very late, and uh, I got on, and I'm like, all of our staff are gone. I go, yeah. where's all of our staff? That what I didn't know. Discord changes the way it lists your users. So now at 1,000 <laughs> users, whoever is offline doesn't show offline. They just disappear. So there was no staff. And I'm like, where'd our staff go? And then all of a sudden I see Nate and Alan pop on like that. And they're like, right here. And it's like, oh. And then Matt, your brain melted a little, didn't it? It's like, yeah, yeah, it did. Just a little. But we no. ran away. Uh, thank you, everybody, well, I mean, so much. I did accidentally kick everyone out of the Discord at one time. So I, I can understand your fear. We don't talk about that anymore. Yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> that did happen once. Uh, on that note. <laughs> on that note, yeah. On that note, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, thank you both so much for hanging out with us tonight. Yes. And, or today, your night, our day. All right. Yep. <laughs> See you next time. Take care. Right. Thank Bye, you. Everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>